Hey, welcome back, guys, to episode eight of Really Honest. I am Scott. It's Ricardo. Carlos. Blood. So, in case you guys are wondering, I'm wearing makeup right now because I just came from a movie shoot <laughs> where I had to play a zombie. And I didn't have any time to wash it off, so I'm going to be like this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's a good look on him. Yeah. Yeah. Just... It's a little He's personifying his inside. Yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm inside and outside now, but I have a fade. So. <laughs> well, I guess well, we have a guest here, Carlos. Hey, what's up? You know, let's just add him more from the other podcast. He used to work with us also. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot we're, of our guests. We're all, we're all old co-workers. We're all yeah. old co-workers. We're all old co-workers. Um, you know, he's in the radio at APCC Radio. And I invited him along, CP, somebody that does something on, I'm on the same format, the same thing on the, at the college, so go ahead and introduce yourself and yeah. talk to yourself, talk yes. about yourself. So, um, I'm Carlos, um, DJ Carlos, when I'm there at Pulse Radio, but now I, I just, um, I mean, I studied journalism, obviously, at, at Texas State uh, out there, and I did kind of like the newspaper media and print media. Uh, but, and it was cool, but uh, you know, then I get into radio, and I, I found that it was really amazing. It was really cool, so I wanted to stick with it. And uh, when I got back to El Paso, I was like, uh, I really need more experience on air, speaking into a microphone, and so doing stuff like this is like really what I needed. So uh, I mean, yeah, I got involved with Pulse Radio, and that's uh, the biggest thing I think I'm doing right now. <laughs> um. So can I? I guess this, this is just me asking. Why'd you go from newspaper to radio? Like, what made you say this is? more of a better medium um you know multiple things i think one of them was that um with print-based media and writing a story for newspaper there's just uh, a lot of uh i think of research a lot of digging that goes into it uh because it's such a long form of telling a story and whereas on radio it's a lot more quicker on the fly you just kind of um you know you, you get short increments of stories and or stuff like that and then you're just able to you know communicate them out uh, and also a lot of the things too is you don't have to worry as much with editing, which editing is like such a like meticulous process. Yeah, very, very tedious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's another thing too that I wanted to strive away from. But even just uh, the 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 speaking, you know that that's the that's the good. I think that's the best part is because when you write and you you know you tell a story through writing, that's one thing. You know what I mean? And you reach so many people. But when you're speaking, I just feel like you just sort of expand your horizon of who you're gonna reach as well. Because someone would have rather, you know, listen to you speak versus than read something that you said. So, yeah. Oh, you know, sounds like a very, very informative answer. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a lot more like that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, that's, that's fine, man. Terrible. That's fine. I mean, it means it shows that you know what, why you chose that route instead of just going, eh, I don't know. Just go with it. Just yeah, just go to go with it. See, um, I, there's a question I got to ask. So lately, with the growth of the internet from 2000, you know, we're still alive from Y2K. Yes. But um, comes the internet, comes a lot of opportunities. There's always been talk that the newspaper medium is dying. Like the print, there's physical copies of magazines are becoming less and less during stores, you know. Unless you got your local ones, that's something that's different. But what I mean is like on the grand scale right. of newspaper um, what do you guys think about maybe radio at one point might even be is radio already in that same area or is it becoming obsolete or is it always going to be in this is always is it always going to stay 
I mean, to me, to me, radio is kind of obsolete for me because I pay for Spotify. And I always have, like, I'll have my podcast there. You should download it. Got that student discount, man. Right. Um, so, I, to me, ever since I got Spotify, even on my iPhone, I don't even use Apple Music. I think Apple Music, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get offended from my last one because of my <laughs> Apple Meta. Cometa, and and then then I, I, Apple taste. Music. Just shit on the card. So to me, like Spotify, just been my go-to. Like I always have my music there when I'm ready. If I want to search, I search it up and save it. All right. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, with with Spotify and like that kind of stuff, like it's really cool and and dope because it's really. Um, personalized for you even pandora like it's so personalized for you mm-hmm. and like I, I just get so bummed out listening to the radio because you know um they're they it's not really like i don't know like it's, it's not narrow casted for you you get me like it's it's so general yeah that they have to hit i don't know i don't know how to describe it but like i just i just don't like listening to the radio because i'm always like man like why are they playing this or this is whack or right. this is I, like I don't, the 20th time I've exactly, heard exactly. Yeah, just, you know was, like can you guys play something else other than queen who are you no but no 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 but i mean for like i'm just being honest you know like i want to sometimes i want to hear something else something different something different i hate the whole censoring Yes. Oh, oh dude, yeah. it's so it's so weird when they censor. So like, I, I would rather them just take out the word and put it in backwards because I'm like, why? That's pretty bad. No, yeah. Um. Well, you know, I think I do think radio is sort of decreasing as well. Like a newspaper, I think, is in the dumps. Like, that's yeah, that's, that's all gonna be just digital. And, and you know what's and, sad about like not yeah. you bring up newspaper because there's like a newspaper at school, right? Yeah. And it's so sad because I always see like just the stacks of newspapers, right? Yeah. Just being like I, I read there. it, I read it. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I read mm-hmm. it because it's it's really short, you know, a couple mm-hmm. pages. You go through it really quick. It's real quick. Yeah. But like, you know, like they just leave the stacks out there, and then when people do kind of pick it up, like they just leave it on the tables, and it's just yeah. sad because, you know, like it's sad because these people that work on the on the newspaper they work so hard on it. Yeah. You get me? They they work so hard to like write it's these articles and. And there's like the editorial page where like the person is always pouring their heart in there, the but it's for nothing because it all it all goes to shit. Yeah. It all goes to the, trash. the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just... and now and now that kind of information that they put on the a newspaper, you can just probably put it on the on the website, right? Which nobody checks anyways. But <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, it's it's a it's a like long process, and then for it to just not go unread, just it's it's terrible. It feels you know bad. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Like, there's some cool things in there. Like, they do the movie reviews that exactly. I, yeah, I need to read, and then they have the the opinions page and the everything. Page. So it's pretty cool. Like, there's some cool things, but uh, but no, yeah, I think that one, I think is dying a little faster. Uh, the only thing I think with radio, even though like yeah, like, there's so much competition with radio, it's like being a taxi with now with Uber, Uber. and Lyft and that type yeah. of stuff, you know. But I mean, uh, I think the cool thing about radio is I think it has that sort of vintage feel, and it it sort of has that old-fashioned type of feel that it, it, there'll always be sort of an audience for it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't I don't think that radio will grow anymore. Um, and I think it'll continue to sort of decrease. Because people it. people have been people have been thinking that radio is gonna die yeah. for a long time. Especially yeah. when you movies know, started coming not out. Not just movies well yeah. movies sure, no, but, but like, like M- MTV. Right. When you know movie. when when MTV started in the eighties, you know, there was a lot of people thinking, bro, like 
It's what's going to happen to radio? Like you have songs like "Video Killed the Radio Star," exactly, right? Yeah, and and radio and Radio Gaga by Queen, which is like a, like a love letter to radio, mm-hmm. you know. And they're kind of like tripping and being iffy, like wondering, man, like you know, like there's a line in that song that says, "We hardly need to use our ears, yeah, to see how music changes through the years, nice. right?" And that's kind of like that's kind of like the whole point of the song that like it becomes a whole like visual kind of thing, yeah. That eventually, at one point, that's all there's going to be. You're not going to even listen to music. Right. Uh-huh. You just would want to, like... But again, I mean, that was in 1984. Yeah. Right? That like, was, like, 30... What, 35 years ago? 35. Mm-hmm. But I think back then... Back then, they didn't have the technology Well, that's true. Like that, that's right. That's right. That's right. Back then, they didn't have the technology Like, right now, now, look at us. Like, and, and the cool thing about the internet as well... I, I brought up, like, narrowcasting and, like, more, like, pers- personalized... Then I with the internet, right? You have like, there's so many ways to reach out audiences. You get yeah. me? Like for example, like this podcast reaches a certain audience, right? But like other people might have another podcast. Like I could do a podcast that does like with like film or or movies, and you yeah. know, Ricardo could do a podcast that deals with things that he likes, and so mm. could you, Lloyd, and so yeah. could you, Carlos. You get me? Like there's right. so many ways to reach out people nowadays, and with rate with radio. You know, like, radio is, you know, narrowcasted and personalized for people, but still, like, it's not, it's not as, like... Tailored. Tailored as, as it is for today. Right. Yeah, and, and the difficult thing is you sort of, like, prepare it for one audience, like, but you kind of hope it'll kind of branch into, like, your network, to right. audiences, sort of stuff. But um, I think that's one thing that, that like, like you guys say with Spotify and Apple Music, you, you have enough, uh, I think, control with that, that you can just tailor it to yourself and everybody can do that. Whereas, yeah, with radio, you can't, you might, you know, okay, so like Pulse Radio, it's supposed to be an alternative radio, you know? Right. But I mean, even then, like, what is alternative, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can be alternative, but then some people are still like, this is an alternative. Like, this is just rock. <laughs> yeah, this is just it's rock. Like, oh, you know, yeah. funny, funny thing, like, that reminds me of a story. I remember one time, if you guys don't know, there's a really cool radio station talking about radio being dead. But there's, there's a really cool radio station that I enjoy listening called, um, Fuck! What's the, it, it, it's it's the Spanish rock station. What's the name? Know, of it? There you go, becoming absolute. <laughs> become no, no, like I have it on the no, tip no, of my tongue, but I can't win. Whoa! No, no, no! Not <laughs> not can win. It'll 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 come to me. Orbita. Orbita. Well, I've heard of it, but I've never really. It, on it's it. really cool because, like, I mean, they play a lot of like Spanish language rock, but they do play a lot of like you know just general rock altogether, right? So I remember one time I was listening to it because one of the things about this radio station is that the the, the DJ, he'll kind of like monologue for a little bit, right? Yeah. One thing that he brought up was that somebody emailed them or called them, right? So so Orbita's whole thing is, you know, we're playing true rock. Or we're playing, you know, El Verdadero Rock or something like that, yeah. right? And somebody like messaged them saying, hey, man, you know, like, why is it that you guys call yourself rock when you guys are only playing like pop or whatever you right. know like play more led zeppelin and the dj went off on that and said bro like there's just way more to rock music than just led zeppelin and if yeah. you're like caught up on that like you're missing out on a lot of things right so i mean that's the cool thing about orbita that it does like like i guess it just like it just know, tries to appeal to a lot of people yeah i guess you also the way from what i noticed a lot of people from mexico and juarez yeah. a lot of their rock Consists the the Latin rock, right. but when it comes to our rock, it's a lot of eighties. Right. Like you'll see shirts oh, from ACDC, yeah. Led Zeppelin, Metallica. Yeah. But you ask them, 
Oye, ¿qué tipo de rock? Oh, es que yo oigo Slayer, yo oigo ACDC, Pioneers, Panteón Rococo, I don't know, like, there's some songs they, they play that I'm like, ah, that's whack. You know, that's whack. <laughs> and then there's other yeah. songs, and I feel like and at one point... just got sued. <laughs> at one point, they just, like, focus a lot on, like, 80s hair metal. Yeah. And that was, like, everything they played for a minute, and I'd just be like, whack. I, I, think, I think all that has to tie in, though, because it's like, that's, for the U.S., that's rock. That's yeah. true. Like, especially now, I think it's kind of... To me, it's... Not dumb, but I think if you're the type of person who only listens to one genre of music, you're missing out on a lot. Yeah, you're missing like, out on a lot. Because you, sure. you need to have a wide variety. Like, um, if you say you're rock, there's rock, there's pop rock, there's soft rock. There's, there's, some, yeah. there's you know, it branches out rock, from one genre. genre rock. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just way more than just one. one and, and, I, and I totally get to you because at one point I used to be like that kind of like, Gatekeeping fan, it'll be like, man, mm-hmm. if you're not listening to this, yeah, you don't know yeah. what rock is. See, that's how I used yeah. to be with hip hop back I, in my dude, high school years. That's how I was with Queen. If you didn't, if you didn't listen to Queen, I'd be like, bro, like, what do you even know? Yeah, yeah. That was and, me with Tupac. And, and even, and <laughs> even, Tupac and even then, the... and even, and even if they did listen to Queen, and if all they listened to was Bohemian Raps, it'd like, be like the mainstream. There's yeah. even way more stuff that you're missing out on. Yeah, but I mean, I think. You brought up the like, the hip hop. I think everybody goes through that. Yeah. I think yeah, every, yeah. everybody goes through that one even, stage. Even electro, even mm-hmm. electro, in any genre, the people like like people are always gonna be like very like the hipsters like, of music. Right. Yeah. Let's be exactly. honest. Yeah. Like, they're gonna be it's really like tight. Uh, it used to piss me off a lot. You're not a, you're wearing a rock t shirt. Like I said, I was wearing ACDC. Right. Do you know the drummer? No. So why are you wearing singer? it? Why are you wearing it? You're not a true fan. I'm like. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that shit, you know. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be like, what's his blood type? <laughs> <laughs> what time was he officially born out of his mom's womb? <laughs> yeah. You're not a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, back to the whole radio station. That's kind of dope that they play a lot, but you know, back then the artists had to go to the radio station and kind of beg them, like, yeah. please play our shit. Yeah, I'll, we'll pay you. Yeah. We'll pay you X, Y, and Z for. Our album, okay. Well, now they don't even have to. Now they just like well, us, yeah. Anchor and Apple Podcast. They record just through their phone, SoundCloud, send, saves them time and money. Especially money is a big one for yeah. artists, yeah. and they don't need the radio to play theirs. I mean, it helps. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's for them. They'll have more creative control using SoundCloud. Which one are we going to play for the fans? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to choose whether to censor it or not at this point. Yeah. And they'll, they they have mm-hmm. creative control. Yeah. So I think that could be another reason why maybe radio is going absolutely. Like, the artists don't need them anymore. Because of just like I, like you said with the censorship and that sort of thing. Because, I, I mean, that's something like that really constrains us at Pulse Radio. And, like, I think... Um, you know, I, I understand why it's there because we have to abide by FCC guidelines. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Since we're you know being broadcast or broadcasted like on a public, you public know, network. And, yeah, and everything like that, and, and it's you know public money, it's publicly funded and stuff like that, and it sort of reflects back on EPCC and all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, it, you know, it's college radio, and and we we don't really allow for college 
you know, oriented music and stuff like that, or even college oriented topics. Like we can't get too political. We can't, you know, do this. We can't be too commercial. We can't play music that's that cusses and stuff like that. But we're like, it's it's college radio. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like this ain't high school anymore. Yeah. This ain't middle school. Yeah. What was it that they always hammered us in high school? When you get to college. You're going to be an adult. They're going to treat you like an adult, X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. when it comes to certain rules like that, it's just start to pacify on you. Right. Like, oh, well, I mean, that's the thing because, like, I mean, with the radio, you have to, like, a fuerzas, like, yeah. force, go through the FCC. FCC. Right. Mm-hmm. And the FCC mm-hmm. is going to tell you, like, literally, like, dude, this is the shit. You this can't is whether you like right. it or not, you got to go through Yeah, you got to go through these guidelines, exactly. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand the FCC, but I also understand, like, a student's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're grown. Right. Like, these people yeah. can't handle this topic, turn it off. Right. Or change it. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's FCC has their hand yeah. in, the, in that network. Right. No, yeah, I definitely agree. But I think, yeah, I think at one point, maybe radio won't be officially be completely killed. Yeah. Um, but it is going to be the, the, min- yeah. the minority <laughs> economic crash of 2020 then, then we'll talk <laughs> <laughs> that, it'll be a minority of the of all the mediums it's going to be yeah it's going to be the crash of 2020 yeah. and then the North Korea to... US nuclear war of 2021 and here yeah. we go the apocalypse yeah. and then the holocaust of, and then we got a what is it fallout fallout oh, 6 <laughs> we walked with our dogs and used the vast system to percentage hit our enemies no, but I think at one point yeah radio is just gonna be not completely killed but it's it won't be in the back of our minds like oh yeah we forgot about I that about radio yeah because now we just bluetooth playlist it, I mean it's, it's inevitable and we shouldn't feel bad because yeah. I mean media I mean media is always gonna be media uh-huh. and there's always gonna be ways to reach like like mass people right but it's just gonna be different forms of it you know it's gonna be different forms and and people enjoy being more. It feels more personal yeah. when you have podcasts, when you have like a playlist, when you have actual tailored to you. Yeah, tailored to your likings. I mean, when when radio came out and they had these kind of stuff, people were blown away, right? right? Like, Whoa! Yeah. What do you mean? Like, we can hear people without having to actually look at them. Yeah, like they could be thousands of miles away, but we're listening yeah. to other people's voices. Yeah, that, that and, and, and the idea of like of like the programming, you know, like like the daily routine programming that they would put for radio, you know, mm-hmm. people, people enjoy that. Yeah, no, I think like what you said, like the only ones who enjoy it are gonna, okay, I guess maybe keep it afloat if anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just because you, you could have like independent radio stations. Yeah, you know that people do do. Yeah, and so I think that's the only thing that I think will, um, you know, keep it going will be just that sort of, <laughs> you know, I guess fragment of uh audience that will want to continue to listen to radio and will continue to i, I think also too also the, another thing i was gonna say was the commercials that like because i listened to the radio the other day i think it was power 102 i think i listened for a little yeah, while like four or five ads in one it row? was 10 i was surprised oh, it was 10 yeah. i was like i was like i, I wondered because i mean sometimes i'll have it on in the car sometimes and you know what i mean and i'm like dang how many ads has this been? You know what I mean? Yeah. I never actually counted. Give me some music. Yeah, but I, I counted. I was like, dang, 10 songs. And then they played like four songs maybe. And then like the dude, he came on. Like, you're listening to Power Room 2. This song's up next. And that's all he did. You know what I mean? So it it, it was like, I mean, it was filled air, but it was very empty. You know very what I mean? filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, it was just music, ads, and then just. Not a lot of something really quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And you've heard the radio. But that, but I think that's how they stay afloat, though. 
With That's ads. the only reason the radio is still around because of ads. With the ads. And then, exactly. some, and then some of them want to keep it afloat because that's their only job. Right. Yeah. But I think I was watching this video from Gary V. Mm. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've heard of you've heard of us talk about him, right, Scott? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? No, I don't. Think he basically so. owns some media. Some he just opened a sports agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if, when you have time, look him up. Yeah. You, know, you won't regret it. But I was watching this video. He's like. What are you going to do if Instagram goes down? Are you either going to evolve or are you going to fucking die? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing with radio. The people at the radio stations, you know, this is just my opinion, should start looking for ways. Podcasts would be perfect for a lot of them. They already know where to place some sound bites, how to play some ads yeah. out of their phone and have it separate as a part-time job. Get yeah. paid from sponsorship. In case that radio station decides, hey, you know, we're not getting enough listeners, the company, iHeartMedia, is asking us to cut it, cut it off. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And where they continue it from there and have their own fan base from dealers from there. Or even from the same people, though, like yeah. us. But they get to use their skills that they learned. Yeah. Too yeah. far to the new technology. Yeah. It's almost like, well, it's kind of, with well, that newspaper thing. Yeah. I feel really bad for the students. But I blame it a lot on the teacher or whoever's in charge for not making those skills transferable to the online. Oh, Instead of just that, making them do mm-hmm. newspaper, putting all this pressure and like, hey, let's shift from print to more digital now. But I think it is, no? The newspaper's online too. I think it is online. Yeah. No, but I mean like, I've never how about let's save money since schools always complain not having money. Mm-hmm. Save, even though it might not be a lot, but something, cut the, cut the print. Or maybe keep keep the amount short, shorter than what we are now. Because I think as far as like newspaper, I think we just keep it alive in the case. It's like uh, let's say we go into war, we can't be on radio stations or whatever. Like hearing information, like that's let's say Armageddon comes around or whatever. Yeah. Like we can't. We're not gonna have technology at that point. I'm not saying that's gonna happen, obviously, but um. I feel like that's like a safeguard. That's but would it be the same with newspapers since you need a printing machine to keep... Well, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But like a newspaper is a much quieter than... Having oh, a, a quieter approach. Yeah, but, you know? But I think it falls a lot on the leadership of the teachers and whoever the, whoever the higher up is. Mm. Instead of putting all this pressure on these kids mm. and True. transfer the skills to something more digital, more modern for the yeah. meanwhile... Hey, let's just keep them in the past and not transfer it over. Because once they're done with school, they're like, well, I worked in a newspaper. All right, can you work at a catalog, digital catalog? They, can you do these blogs really quick? Yeah. Oh, what? shit. You know what? Excuse me? Exactly, yeah. And I don't think schools are teaching uh, skills like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I could agree with that. Yeah, definitely. So that kind of goes into our next topic then. Do you feel... I kind of like branches off several topics of it, but leadership itself, what do you guys think, like pros, cons, per se? Or? Well, it depends. Are we lacking? Are you asking us, are you asking, are we lacking or do we have enough or are there too many chiefs, not enough Indians? Is that what yeah, I'm pretty much saying that in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think, do you think, what are your, what are your opinions on leaders? Let me, let me just ask that first. Because you're the president of a of the film club, so oh, I don't want to say names. <laughs> so you could probably cut that out, please. Okay, please, if you could, please since cut you're that the, out. Oh, okay. okay, since you're the president okay. of a club, yeah, of okay. eight. So I'm the president of a club, and I mean, 
being a, a, a leader, it's not something that you learn. I mean, I never had any classes on that, mm-hmm. right? So it's just stuff that I had to kind of do as time went on. Right. You know, kind of the skills mm-hmm. went on as time happened. And um, I don't know what else I can say about being a leader. I don't know. Do you have to... Well, well, are you asking, like, would, would we have to ask somebody from the outside? And be like, oh, how's um, X this? Like, it's... Like you said, because we, we don't know how we really operate right. until we ask someone else right. from the outside. Of it. Like, hey, how do... Well, it's like if I was in charge of something, yeah. and then you ask somebody from the member, hey, how is he as a as your boss? Mm. Oh, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> but in my eyes, I'm thinking I'm doing everything mm. correctly. Is that what you're asking us? Or? No, I mean, I, I guess my point is, um, like, what I'm trying to say is that I, I didn't learn how to be one. Mm-hmm. I just kind of had to go with the flow and, and be uh-huh. a leader. Right? Mm-hmm. So I really want to know... I really can't think of the top of my head like what I learned, so mm-hmm. to speak. But I mean, I guess the most of it I can say is like just being there for people. You know, telling I mean telling people what to do, but not like you know like commanding or forcing people. Just like putting it out there, like putting the message across or something mm-hmm. like that. I think, in my opinion, we have too many people that want to play uh, chief. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of ego, a lot of people's egos that come into this. Yeah. Uh, military is a great example we have a lot of upper commands but they all want to put in their own piece mm. for whatever reason instead of just letting whoever's in charge of this everyone wants to put in their hands in and put in their piece of it without really asking yeah. without approving it of whoever was in charge in the first place because mm. let's say I ask you hey go move those two trucks and then you're going to go tell him, hey, go move those five trucks. And then he's going to go to him to tell the new guys, hey, go move that whole row. Wait, mm-hmm. what? I only asked for two. Well, and if I ask you, well, I think it's more optional. We'll have better space. Right. And then you are going to go ask to him, hey, why'd you move this many? I only told you, well, because I thought it would look better for the for this person to come through. And then yeah, it just goes online. It just goes, falls down, falls down the ladder to a point where... It should just be whoever's going to be in charge of whatever this situation is. Let them. Every, put those egos aside. Because apparently, too many egos, it's just going to kill the operation. Yeah. And not let it fast forward. Yeah, and I, I, do, I do definitely agree. Like, I mean, when, when it comes to like being in a position of a leader, whether it's in anything, like, some people, their ego may be inflated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then they become, uh, like, difficult or a nightmare to work with. Yeah. Me, in my case, I always try to remain myself humble mm. and and realize that, um, like, it's not just me calling the shots, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, I'm the one, that, I'm, like, the main head, right? Mm. But I'm not the one who's at the very top, you know, because, like, in our club, and I like, many clubs in school, you have, like, a team of officers yeah. that they they run the stuff with you, right? Right? They, they they go and, like, tell you things. This is how much money we have. This is what I think we should do. These are the people trying to reach us, right? They're the ones that they, they call, they answer to the you. The section chiefs. Exactly. Like, they, they answer to you. So, that always kind of kept me, kept me humble because I'm always realizing, you know what, bro? Like, I like it's not just me at the very, like, powerful position, right? I have people that are trying to help me. And the same thing with, with like, like if you want to be, like, a movie director, for example, right? A movie mm-hmm. director, that's going to be, like, the ultimate, ultimate leader. 
yeah. of that production. But it's that's just not the one per. I mean, that's just that's not the only person that's calling. Well, they're the. Let me rephrase that. They're the person calling the shots. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people below them that are kind of helping them out, right? You have yeah. assistant director, you have consistent directors and producers. You have, you know, all these departments like the lighting and everything. I mean, none of those people answer to the director. Then, yeah. And that always helps out. You know, for me at least, it, it's always helped me keep my feet in the ground, mm-hmm. and I get to. Um, over exaggerated. Yeah. With the first time I was put into that leadership position, I, I was gonna, I, I, not that I was an iffy, right? I was, I had to do it, but I, I was kind of thinking, like, man, like, I really don't want to become that one guy that becomes too powerful. Yeah. And I think what really helps me out too is that I, I, you know, like you, you have, you have vice presidents, mm-hmm. right? And I was in that position where, you know, I had a president and I was a VP. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I and I had to help out this person and kind of be there for them. And now kind of like the the tables turned. Mm-hmm. Right. And now I'm the president and I have a VP under me that's really helpful mm-hmm. and always and always kind of like, you know, kind of there to help me out in meetings and stuff like that and, people, and things that are going on. So for me, it always I always try to keep myself humble. Yeah. When it came to being a leader, I never I never try to get into my ego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never I it's never got into me where I'm like. You never go on a power trip. Never I've never been on a power trip. Right. There's been times where I do have to call the shots. Right. Right. I do have to call the shots on certain things, um, but it never it never got to me. And and again, the thing that helps me out a lot too is that not only I'm not the top head of the club, like there's an advisor. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And and even though we are the ones that run the club. Yeah. The advisor, you know, they do a lot of help. Right. You know, they do they do give you a lot of help and a lot of feedback. Yeah. So yeah. I guess basically the way I, I took that is know your position. Don't play it right. Don't let your ego get to the best of you. Exactly. Yeah, that's and, pretty much summarized. And uh I I personally believe from having the experience, it's the man or the person that makes the position, not the position that makes the person okay. and and the military is it's the man that makes the rank not the rank that makes the man right. because you could have you could be oh, okay, okay. general manager or something mm-hmm. but you don't know how to run shit yeah. but let your assistant who for some reason didn't get your position mm-hmm. he knows the ins and outs of whatever the operation or yeah. whatever job you're doing mm-hmm. I mean I never I mean I've never been a manager mm-hmm. or some sort of leadership skills at any work but for Sometimes it can, I like I've liked that because I've seen it from the outside. Yeah. And my ego doesn't get inflated. Like mm-hmm. I'm not in no power trip, so I get to see some those that take it there mm-hmm. fall to their own destruction. Be like, make sure if I'm ever in there, don't ever mm-hmm. make. I have to make sure I never become that person. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Carlos? Uh, as far as uh, being in a leadership position, I think um, only thing I think what I've, I've showed has been like initiative, but also as well as like like. Scott said was uh, being humble and you know I mean practicing humility because yeah like I think you can get a little bit of carried away with yourself and I don't think I have yet I think some people do think I I have because with Pulse Radio I mean when I joined I mean there was there was some participation and I wasn't even president but I mean I, I just would try and help as most as I could so I would just take it upon myself to like hey if we needed a form made I would jump on the computer put something right. together so that we can get the word out about events and all that type of stuff uh, and I mean I kind of still do that you know what I mean and and I would do a lot of the things and they would just wonder like, why are you just 
doing everything you know what I mean like we're a club like you, you should kind of sort of collaborate with us and so I think as far as being a leader I think I needed to work on that and just sort of resorting to the people that were still participating that's something I've been trying to work on as well yeah mm -hmm. because I mean I feel like I'm like okay we need something done I'll just go ahead and just pick it up and try and just take care of it myself I guess it's like I mean, that old saying if you want something done you get it done yeah. yourself which is can sometimes be good but sometimes be bad right yeah. because exactly because I mean you could go ahead and do those things yourself yeah But one of the things as a leader you have to learn is not to do everything yourself. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and you got to know how to work with people. That's the thing. Another thing about being a good leader, you need, yeah. to, you need to be able to work with people. Right. Mm -hmm. But if, uh, sometimes it comes, I guess, with good intentions. Because yeah. they're like, oh, I just want to help out. I want to be in the trenches with you guys. Yeah. But to them, they're like, well, then why are we here? Right. Yeah. Like, let us do but our job. There's a difference between being in the trenches and being the trenches, though. And that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. For instance, um, the saying is describing you're in their front row helping. Well, that's being in the trenches and helping, right? Yeah. But being in the trenches, it's you're the one doing everything. Okay, no, yeah, I guess. So that there's a big difference between that, and I think uh, definitely from my leadership position management, that's where, like, going in, I didn't, I've seen how managers do things, and I kind of, like, picked and chose of what sure. formatting it did, quote-unquote. Um, and there's there's a difference because there's a difference between doing everything and delegating. Yeah. And that's what makes yeah. a leader, in right. my opinion. Because if you're doing everything, you're gonna burn yourself out eventually. Yeah. You know, burn yourself out. Your team's not gonna know what to do when you're gone. On yeah. top of that, um, you're just gonna have in the end, you're gonna end up miserable. I, right. But I guess, like I want to point out, some do it, get burned out, but we'll do it with good intentions. Mm -hmm. Plus, like they said, they need to learn. But yeah, I mean, even that's the thing, though. I mean, even, even if you do it with, if you bring yourself out with good intentions, I mean, you still get burned down. You, you mean, yeah, you yeah. still get burned down. Right? And, 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 and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be saying, oh, I mean, it's because I did it with good intentions. No, dude, like, learn exactly what you said, learn how to yeah. delegate, learn how to, Spread you know, out. and then sometimes I need to do that as a leader, too, yeah. right? Where people, come up to me and they're like, oh, look, like this student has information or no, not information. This student is interested right. in what you guys are doing, right? And I've always taken it about myself to kind of like tell them what's going on. Mm -hmm. But lately I've been getting the idea of, oh, maybe I should let my, my other club members do that. Mm -hmm. You get me? So that now, every now and then, we reach out a different person and it's not just me. Yeah. You get me? Like, like being able how to delegate that because then I don't get myself burned out because then I'm not like, oh my God, like I'm saying the same thing or... It's just me doing the, the work, right? Because right. mm -hmm. then you just start, I guess, like mental gymnastics kind of. Well, it's their fault. They never did yes. anything. But it's like, dude, you mm -hmm. never let them. Yeah. yeah. Never let them do their but job. But I did it with good intentions. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> what yeah. about, what's the characters? What characterizes somebody being a leader? Like, what would you, if you, if you meet somebody, how would you know if they're already, if they have leadership attitude? You know, for me, that's one thing I always ask myself. Like, do I have any qualities that make a leader? One thing that I realized, because me and Carlos and I went to a, a leadership conference in right. school that, you know, they, they pretty much tell all the presidents to go. And, you know, you can go with your members, but it's pretty much for the presidents. And I remember we did this exercise where we had to do the hand thingy, right? Right. We, we had to, like, we put our palms, like, I guess, like, a centimeter away from me, from one another. And then we had to kind of like be moving them around together. Yeah, we had to mirror each other. We had to mirror each other. Right, so it was like that. We had to mirror each other. 
And eventually, at one point, somebody takes a position of leader right. and ends up doing the thing. But one thing, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do when we did that? Remember? Uh, I started going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I made it fun. Yeah. And then Carlos, Carlos, because um, after that exercise, the lady asked us, what did you realize? What, was, what did you realize about your leader? When you were the leader, what did, what did you realize? What did you do? Yeah. And then Carlos said, you try to make you try to make it fun. Yeah. Right? That's true. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Carlos was like, well, you try to make it fun. And I realized, I'm like, that is so true. Like, I try to make things fun. And, and that's not to mean that, you know, a leader has to be super serious all the time. Nope. Yeah. Right? But people have, like, their different qualities, like, the different things that they bring in. And then when I started looking more into it, I thought, no, that's actually true. Even before I was, like, the president, even when I was just the VP, and even before that, I just realized I always... What's that? Your characteristic, your trait of always trying to make everything fun. Yeah, like I try, I try, to, I try, I try to make things fun. Good, you know, like in a good way. Yeah. Because like for me, when you're having fun, people become like like you know very like used to each other. Very loose. Very, very loose to themselves. Right. They come to themselves instead of being like a hard ass. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's true, and that's something that I've noticed too. Well, because like a lot of people are trying to join right now in the that Pulse Radio, mm-hmm. and like a lot of them, they're like, oh, they're just like they're like kind of phased by it they're just kind of like amazed with it you know they're like oh damn it's cool it's radio you know i would love to be a dj and all that and talk over the air and all that stuff so they just kind of like like that idea about it uh but then like you know they get into it and then i have to tell them okay but you may have to make sure you have to come around for events you have to be here for meetings you know you have to do all the groundwork too you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah they're kind of like well i just wanted to do the yeah, dj that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing about my club as well because yeah. people i feel like people come in expecting to do a certain thing Right. Mm. And to make movies. But there's a lot of business involved in it as well. Yeah. Do you get me? There's a lot of business. There's a lot of um, delegation. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, things that we have to approve. I mean, we do have our projects. Right. Of course, that that we are going to do, you know, filming and stuff. But before that, you know, we have fundraisers. And then we have events we got to go to. We have... um, just a lot of stuff in general. Like right. I like I can see how it can become overwhelming for like newer people to come in and be like, Oh, we're gonna do this certain thing. Why are we talking about updating the constitution? Right. Why are we talking exactly about, you know X, Y, and Z. X, X Y and Z. Like mm-hmm. why aren't you guys talking about like making a movie? That's what I'm here yeah. for. You know, it's kinda of the same thing in the military that people wanna go come in. We're gonna I joined in because I wanna shoot. I wanna go to war. <laughs> okay. And then they, I want to become a sergeant. All right. You be, they become a sergeant. They get scared of taking the fall whenever something goes bad. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times what happened, upper chain kind of comes out of an order, comes down on you. Hey, private Snuffy needs to go, go do this. You turn, you tell the person above him, hey, he has to go do this. But that never happens. Your chain of command is going to say, I don't give a fuck what they do. Why didn't you do your job? Yeah. What happened with you? It's at your fault at the moment. You are their leader. You set up the example. A lot of people don't want to be the the fall guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's the thing about a leadership position. Like, if you can't own up to your mistakes, you're not going to you're gonna get lost. And also, right. take care of your, your people. Yeah, definitely. I guess in my, in my term, your Joes. Take care of your Joes. Mm. You take care of Joes, they'll take care of you. Maybe in a day, like, hey, I can't be here. Can one of you take over? Who's the next uh, in command? I am. All right. You go clean this. You do this. All right. Thank you. Without giving you any problems. So when you come back from whatever you're doing, nobody's going to give you shit. Yeah, it's done. And even probably even better than what you expected. 
But then you have those leaders that just want to play with their ego and say, no, I'm the boss. You guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm above you. <laughs> and then when shit goes down, they're the first ones to run and cower in their shell and be like, well, it was their fault. Right. Mm. And they'll do. Because I know of a specific manager mm. who as soon as his boss came, mm. all of a sudden he had sickness, he had surgery, he had doctor visits. And the day after he, his boss left, he's back at the office. Mm. How fucking weird. And it's one... We know. We know which one. I'm not saying names, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you after. Well, really, can you, can you, can you, can you do, like, a finger? Like, nah. finger? No, no. <laughs> no, I'll tell you after, but All right. that's what I notice. Oh. Yeah. But that type of leader. So, if you're going to be ready, I would think, from just being a worker, from a point of, worker's point of view, if somebody asked me, would you want to be a manager? I would have to ask them, give me two days. Why one? Let the emotion side calm down. Yeah, because the first time I'd be like, yes, I get to finally be a manager. I don't have to do this whack ass, dirty, cleaning <laughs> bullshit. No. But then once that high comes down, then you have to okay. Well, I have to be in charge of finance, whatever this is, inventory. Make sure that all my people are coming into their work. What is gonna happen if they don't? Which ones are the ones that are giving me attitude? That's what. But some if somebody would ask me to just give me two days to think about it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you yes and then become a shitty manager yeah. and then get dropped down to the bottom. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, give me a couple, give me at least forty eight hours so I can think about it. Yeah, um, and like definitely like me coming into a management position, leadership position without having prior leadership. That's something I learned real quick. Yeah. It's it's all about the chain of command. Like, if I'm put to do. If I'm told to make sure this gets done and it doesn't get done, it doesn't fall on anybody else but me. Yeah. That's something I realized, like, all right, I'm going to have to make sure it gets done. I have to own up to my own shit. And when I fuck up, I fucked up. That's it. Like, that's, that's a big thing. And a lot of managers don't realize that. And that's a bad thing. Because at that point, you're just shifting blame. Yeah. You don't want to take responsibility. And yeah. And you're just looking like a joke to, the, to whoever's in charge of you. And you'd be surprised that if you're the manager, hey, you know what? This is what should have happened. Maybe I didn't specify, so I t- I'm going to take the fall. Mm-hmm. And we, even though on, their, on our eyes, it would be like, fuck, mm-hmm. we fucked up. So the next time that order comes down, hey, remember we fucked up last time? How mm-hmm. about we ex- exceed the expectation of what mm-hmm. happened last time? That mm-hmm. way, we're on good terms, and you're on good terms, and nobody gets to go home mm-hmm. from work in a pissed-off attitude. Yeah, like I had a boss, whenever like we were commended... The theater was commended from his boss. He would always shift that. That's the one thing. That's a great thing I, I learned from him. When it came down to like accommodations, he shifted it from him to us as the managers. He's like, oh, well, the managers busted their butts and did it. You know, I, had, I was there. You know, that's okay. the thing. Like, I noticed, like, you're, it's kind of like taking the shit into a job in a way. Like but a backhanded compliment? Yeah, it's like a backhanded compliment because you're you're going from like, you're getting commended, but in reality, if you commend yourself, your ego is going to get struck. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, yeah, I'm running this shit right. When in reality, you have people under you who are making sure the little detail gets done. And that's where that delegation comes in. What was it? And I think I heard this once. The top cannot survive without the bottom. But the bottom can survive without the top. Yeah. And I mean, again, yeah, we do need leaders. But don't just, because you're a leader, don't think that you're not replaceable. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. And you always, I would think that always as a leader, you're always trying to train somebody to take over your job. Exactly. So you could be yeah. moving up to wherever, whatever it is, either corporate, yeah. your own business. Like if I were to run my own business, mm. the first, the oldest person there that mm. I hired, I would want him to train to take my position. Mm. Well, let me go open another store, exactly. another business, and you take care of this. And you train whoever. Exactly. And that's like a big thing at my work where I told my boss, like, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be training the next, the next generation, quote unquote. Because that's, that's what it is. Like when you're in a management position, like whether you go take another job, whether you got promoted, you have to train someone to take your spot. Always. Right. It'll be a quick and easy transition. But if you don't, and then you're just like, okay, I have to handpick a barrel out of monkeys. And it's, yeah. and it's worse when you don't even yeah. know them. Right. And that's the worst thing. That's why like, I am a big firm believer, like, Especially in the management role like that I'm in, like I have to train someone to take my place. Yeah, and, and well, I was gonna say, um, I mean, I, th- I think something we were talking about earlier is there is there really any way to sort of train people to be leaders or like show them to be leaders? Because there's like we've already touched on a lot of like sort of uh, qualities, responsibilities. Yeah, qualities and responsibilities, and, and then taking the fall and doing all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, does that just sort of like like Scott was saying earlier? Does that just come through the process rather than preparing for the process? I would- think that is yeah. on my end but the reason is because there's been a lot of times where it's always sometimes it's the quiet kid that turns out to be the, 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 the leader, leader. Yeah. yeah but that's why because he's just quiet he's just observing everything keeps to himself hmm. and guess what when the time comes he's yeah. taking off but yeah. then there's some that you see potential in them mm-hmm. it's just what can i do to make him realize yeah, how can Bro, you polish him out? Yeah, how do right. I pull? He has, let's say, good verbal skills, hmm. but he tends to, he can't look at people in the eye. Yeah, exactly. So, what I would think, the way the military does it, go to the deep end. You're going to have to do, do it. You either survive or you don't. Hmm. You want this, you're going to have to do it. But maybe that's just one way of doing it. That's the hard way. Doing that's it. the hard way, but a lot of people like that. Because it gives them no option. It's like when they say, the only way is sometimes you learn to swim just by throwing you in the pool and you learn. But then there's other people that, hey, we're going to break it down Barney style. Take it step by step. Step one, we're going to do this. Step two, this. Once we have mastered those two steps, let's go to step three and four. But I, I think that you can teach somebody. But like I said, not everybody can has to can, can yeah, be a leader. Somebody with the qualities. With the qualities. Yeah. But they all, you also have to make sure that the people, his followers, or quote unquote whatever, mm. make sure that they're not useless. Like, yeah. hey, remember, you need your leader as much. He needs you as much as you need him, or you need her X, Y, and Z. Mm. Because don't think the title sometimes doesn't mean anything. Mm. He's just there for corporate title wise, mm-hmm. but he's still one of you guys. Yeah. So don't let it get don't don't think that you're useless or that person's above you. Mm-hmm. I think it could be teachable. I don't know about. Yeah, yeah it yeah. could be teachable. I mean, they just shows a couple of things you could do, like at that leadership conference. Yeah, I cannot remember though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> but yeah, there were, I mean, I do remember like an example they said on like how to how to make sure that you know the quiet ones, the ones that aren't really participating, how to find ways to like pull them in to engage them. They yeah. gave us like that that. Uh, that uh, I guess what that metaphor I guess for like a dance floor, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that you know, floor. you have to be one of the very theory. the dance. Yeah, the dance floor too. You have yeah, to be yeah. one of the very 
at the very center, they're like the most involved, the ones doing everything. Yeah. And then it branches off to like like the people that are like at the very edge of the dance floor. Right. And I remember they did this really cool exercise where like they they call for like ten people to go to the to the to the stage, right? Oh that's right. just they didn't say anything. I mean they didn't say why, they were just like, Oh, we need ten volunteers. And then immediately when they got there, they're like, Oh yeah, you guys are gonna do uh uh you guys are gonna dance. Gonna dance. And it was funny seeing that as soon as the music started, it was funny seeing in real life the ones who were actually down to do it, and then the ones that just immediately went over to the side and to yeah. watch. And a girl, she immediately like distanced herself. And I guess that whole lesson in that was like those people that went over to the side. How do we reel them in? What can we do? What what can we offer? You know, what can we do for them to make them feel important? They gave us like the ideas of like. You know, offering something. What What are you doing? What's in it for me? So people are going to be thinking, what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. Right? You could do candies. You could do pizza. You can do service hours. Right. And these are the things that, you know, might bring in people. Mm -hmm. yeah. That could be mm -hmm. that's one way. They might not be good at that specific position. Like, mm -hmm. let's say, the head of a event. Yeah. All right. But you're the you're in charge of the popcorn. Oh, okay, I can get it. I can do that easily. Because mm -hmm. under eyes, I don't have to worry about much. Just popcorn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Instead of being, oh, shit, well, I got to make sure this comes in. To, mm -hmm. Are we having this going through? So, I mean, if, they, if they're not good in one area, just put them to the string. And that, and it gives a lot of communication. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really remember that much about that later. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad. I know. <laughs> it's, and it's just because they had so much going on. It like, has so much going on. The the speaker they, they, they had or they featured, I mean, she had so much to say. But, I mean, she's she's really cool. But, I mean, like, yeah, there was that. And then the next day we had the different, the, the what was it? like The different of, rooms. It was like a cycle or something like that. Mm -hmm. We're going through like a circuit. And we had different stops, and then we would talk about different things. Like I know we had the philosophy session where we kind of talked about uh, the sort sort of like morality that you have to question mm -hmm. when making leadership choices, and um, you know. It was the psychology of leadership as well. Like the yeah. very first one that we went. Yeah, was the way the the brain thinks and the way it sort of has an intuition to take the lead, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, um, I don't remember that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was there were some good things we talked about and stuff, but I mean I'm just saying it was like a lot like. It was so, like a lot. Yeah, I mean I. I remember things here and there, but in fragments, just pieces. You yeah. know what's a good? I like using the. Uh, think of this example when we talk about when leadership comes up. You know, we've all seen the movie Three Hundred, right? Okay. Right? You know, it's a King Leonidas. I mean, whether the movie or the actual battle, he's a king that was in the trenches with his soldiers. With his soldiers. And knowing they knew it was a suicide mission from the beginning, he's like, I either die. And give my people enough time to come together, or I go back and coward and lose the country, or have a chance of being uh, imprisoned for breaking law, yeah. Spartan law. Right, and that that could be set up as a perfect example of being a leader. You you know the outcome of what's gonna happen. Yeah, you knew that these people were gonna die, but you made sure you were there with them. You died next to them, or you just went through the shit with them. Right. And yeah. he didn't think any higher than any of them. Yeah, it's like that meme that always goes around where it's like it goes to the boss and the leader. Whereas the leader, or where the boss is just like, I guess it's on a... He's, a, he's in his office. Oh, and he's just whipping, you know, he's whipping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the leader is like, the come leader on, is let's like, go, guys. Let's go, guys. He's, in front of, he's the front, at the front of it. You know? He's a long pole. I mean, right don't get me wrong. It's just it's a movie, too, but just the actual event yeah, yeah, of himself. Yeah. If you notice, like, movies like that, they have a psychological... 
thing. And some people don't look at it that way, but there is a psychological, like, reasons that way. It has those, like, what, what do they call that? Um, not, I, I forget. Well, I'll come back to it. But. but I think, you know, even though that happened a lot of years ago, that could be still translated to now. Yeah, Business man. owner, corporate, knowing, like, hey, you know what? Um, if I do this deal... I'm going to lose half of my salary, but my employees get a 20% raise and they'll become more loyal or something like that around that lines mm-hmm. where I'll take the hit for them, mm-hmm. but to make sure that they're okay and yeah. that this company does better. Give them enough time to come up with better sales, better report. But if I got to take a cut fund instead of them having to survive, fight for their family survival, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll gladly take it over them. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think that's one way I, I could say it could translate to modern times yeah. sure it might not be spears and swords anymore but the same concept of I'll take care of my people mm-hmm. I'll take care of my people first before I take care of myself yeah that's the thing that's like little things in managers where you see if they know or not like I guess like in my instance like before I go on break I make sure my staff is gonna break yeah. Right. So that way I know they're good to hold it down while I'm gone. No. Just think about it. If they're in the trenches and they're getting fucking murdered, and I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to break. You guys are going to break after me. It's going to like... You're like, what you. the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing in military. Like, your Joes go to lunch first, chow. Mm. Like, when they serve chow, all privates and whatever, all Joes eat. Mm. Sergeants and up, eat after. Mm. Whatever scraps there, you're going to have to eat. Yeah. But if you're one of that dickhead that just wants to get in front of everybody, that respect, nobody's going to follow you. Yeah. That's a good example, too. I want the, the for your position. Yeah. All right, guys. But I think that, you know, this, it was a good topic, this one. Yeah. I think we should kind of close it down on this one. You guys got any final words? Um, um, as far as leadership-wise, just be a leader, not a boss. That's the biggest thing I could say. Yeah. Know, know the difference. Yeah. Because if not, you're just going to go on a power. <clears throat> Sorry. Next to Grandmaster. Oh, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever he was doing good, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> getting emotional. Now, I'm not going to You got to know the difference between being a leader and a boss because at a boss, eventually you're going to fail. Right. Yeah. I yeah. think uh, one thing I would kind of bring back up would be. You know, since I am sort of in that, I'm, I'm vice president of, um, you know, Pulse Radio. Uh, but, I mean, I try and handle a lot of the things, too, right now. Because right now, our, our president is kind of, like, um, you know, away from it. He's going through some things. Mm. So, that, you know, obviously falls to me right away. Right. So, but, I mean, I think one thing I would still need to work on and I wanted to bring up again was resorting to everything that's available to me and the club. Mm-hmm. And bringing them all in. And, and, like Scott was saying, re-engaging those, uh, those people that are on the outskirts of the dance floor, you know. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, be humble. Yeah. No, don't go on that power trip. It's it's gonna be easy and tempting, but don't go on the power trip. Yeah. I think uh, on my end, you know, as an employee, you know, having never been a manager, also for people like me, just keep a lookout and look out for characteristics. You know, take notes, trying to take one from each good manager. That's you know, well, he does it this way. I like it. And she does it this way. I like this. It's giving good results. Uh, never think that you're trash. Mm-hmm. They need you as much as you need them. Yeah. And also, if you really want to become some sort of leader to whatever organization, club, 
your job. Try to hang out with them a lot and just learn from them. Mm-hmm. But you also be realistic with yourself. Am I willing to take this kind of responsibility? Yeah, because everything ready to take the shit that's coming. Right. <laughs> be every. It's like it's this saying that every plan is perfect until the first bullet is fired. Yeah. Either just be ready for the shit. Are you really, really ready to take on the responsibility and the outcome? And if you are, then I say go for it. Yes. And if you're not good at one certain position, know your strengths and try to be the leader of that mm. of that strength of yours. Mm. And something I want to add too is advance your weakness. Mm-hmm. Learn from your weakness and get better at your weakness. Yeah. Even if you're a leader, I think there's always something to improve, yeah. improve on. Mm-hmm. Just don't let your ego get the best of you. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I think that should wrap up today. What do you think, Carlos? Uh, I was glad to be here. It was a great topic, and I love being here, yeah. Thanks uh, so much. I, I like the way 360 and everything, too. <laughs> I, can't, I, know, I know it was kind of a long drive for both of you, especially because, you, like you said, you had finished yeah. shooting a scene, a movie, and then yeah, you know, too. Yeah. You guys were a good 40 minutes, almost to an hour away. But yeah. Like, oh, for real. <laughs> but again, um, you know, we really thank you guys for coming because I know it's such a yeah. long drive. But hopefully, you know, we can bring you back on. Yeah. As time goes yeah. on by, you know. Yeah. And then hopefully if you do make your own podcast, maybe we can collab at one point. Yeah. And you just let us know and then we'll talk and take it from there. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys next episode. Um, the audio should be ready by tomorrow or today if you're listening to it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and then the video should be coming a couple of days at, um, from today. By Tuesday. By Tuesday night. Hopefully, if... if Really quick, if it doesn't come at the day we say it, don't get discouraged. It's not because we didn't want to. Sometimes just the technical difficulties happen. Yeah, just just, just technology. Life happens. Um, technology can get in. You know, can really want to play its own games. Right. So yeah. if we don't, if it doesn't come out the day we say it, it's gonna come out that week. Yeah. <laughs> and now we'll find some way to make it up for you guys. See, maybe pull yeah, double, double, but will that be something when that day happens? Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll see you guys next episode and let's see what we bring on next time. Yeah. Bye.